Hello, what is good, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast, the Monday edition. I hope everybody had a great weekend, uh, is recharged, relaxed, and ready to get after it this week. I know myself, man, I, I always have these visions on Monday or Tuesday of having a relaxing and restful weekend. Sometimes I accomplish that, but other times, man, I'm, I'm just starting to realize at 25, I just can't. I mean, I've never really been able to hang in that tough. Like, there, there's always been people that can go off and be fine. I've never been one of those people, but I'm, I'm definitely starting to realize as we creep into our 25s, goddamn, um, I just can't do it the same way I did it in the past. But regardless, I hope you guys are all coming in this week, recharge. Uh, in terms of the housekeeping, this weekend uh, I wasn't able to make a uh, podcast, but if you, again, if you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what we were on. Um, and we treaded water all week and we split both Saturday and Sunday, which can be very frustrating, especially when you get the first half and you're like, all right, just need one more play for a sweep. And, and it doesn't come through. That happened twice this weekend. But again, we can live with treading water. It's just about avoiding those, those big shit shows that set you back so that when you do get hot, you're able to climb and you don't you don't have to dig yourself out of a hole you're already just ready to go and, and and on the up and up but um i appreciate you all for joining me on this monday again we are in the dog days of the of the nba season and uh, i think how you can classify that is just look i i hear again i've talked about it before i hear a lot of shit from fans about you know resting guys and the nba has a resting problem and i'm not even necessarily disagreeing with that you could say that the nba does have a resting problem but where i don't think the blame should be put be put is on the players i mean i i listen to a podcast with drew holiday that's good that guy's a no bullshit guy just t- kind of tells it how it is it's he's not a he's not he's never come across as a you know a selfish guy and he's just talking about how brutal this is how he's had some road trips this year where at the end of them he's looking around and everyone is just beat and and if you want these guys to be able to perform later when it matters, quote, when it matters, their body needs to be right. And their body can't be right if they're just throwing it out there. 82 games traveling on the East Coast, West Coast, mid, middle of America. Like, it, it's just, it's a lot to ask these guys. So, as a result, you're seeing a lot of these guys out. A lot of these guys, even if they're not, like, deathly injured, still taking some time because they want to make sure that when it, when it matters most, they're ready to go. And as a result, it can be a lot more difficult to bet the sport because, you know, it's one thing to be able to, you know, feel good about a bet or, or like something when everyone's fully healthy and you really have seen, right, the, the, the team and, and where they're at. But it's another thing when, you know, you've seen a team with a guy for 75% of the year and now he's out and it's like, okay, well, where does this team where does this team land and fall? And, and I think that's where people have their models and they try and... And some people are successful at it, but I think uh, a lot of it is just feel and, and how you can see how a guy affects a team. And a lot of times we can find spots where I think the books are saying a guy's worth more than he is. And, and some other times where you can find the books are saying a guy's not uh, necessarily worth as much as he is. So regardless, we've got a lot of that today. We've got guys working their way back from injury, guys still out. Hot teams, cold teams. We're going to break it all down. we got a absolutely massive slate today. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I believe. And I've already locked in two. So uh, we don't really have any time to waste. Let's jump into the slate. For- 
All right, so we got the first game of the day. We got the LA Lakers and the Orlando Magic. Lakers are heading into Orlando as a 10-point favorite, 10.5-point favorite. Uh, AD should be good to go. They have a bunch of other guys probable, but I'd assume most of them suit up. Um, Lakers have now had two games with AD back, lost both. Um, but again, it was a back-to-back set in Dallas against a team that, again, Dallas, they have their slip-ups and are inconsistent against poor teams, but they generally show up against the the better teams. AD played 28 minutes, though, so I think you can expect him to be right around that 28, maybe even 30-minute threshold. Um, again, I think with AD, he was always going to – they were always going to err on the side of the caution. They were not going to bring him back when he's like 90%. They were going to make sure he's literally all the way 100% back. So I think you can expect the minutes to be somewhere around there today. Um, and I will say I like this spot for the Lakers. It's a Lakers team that um, has really done their best without AD and Braun out. And I think um, I, I've talked about it many times. You, you need to – you need to cook when it matters, and I think that we're getting, you know, we, we're we're ten games away from the playoffs starting, and so I think the Lakers realize that. I think there's a reason why AD's back, and I think there's a reason why you're hearing Braun, you know, is is on the verge of coming back too, because they want to get some of these games, and not necessarily as practice, and not necessarily because they've really like, oh my God, need it, but I think they realize the importance of having some games with this group before you get into these. Games, especially where you're the four or five seed, maybe six seed, probably four or five, and you're probably getting the Nuggets first round. Like, and yes, they're without Jamal Murray, but it's not like that. You can kind of sleepwalk through that series and and feel good. You you need to be able to bring uh, everything you got in that first round series. Go to the Orlando Magic. Obviously, having a brutal year, they realized okay, this isn't going to work. They sell off halfway through. Um, and at the start of it, they had some games where they where they surprise, and they'll still have them ran- randomly here and there. Uh, but you're not going to catch this Lakers team off guard. You, they went at home against Indiana and uh, lost by nearly 20, and that Indiana team was missing a bunch of guys. I mean, they started O'Shea Brissett and Jakar Sampson, and no offense to either of those two guys, but, I mean, do you look at either of those guys as as, you know, even rotational above average average rotational pieces no you don't so uh you go back 112 131 l of the pacers at home 100 135 l of the pelicans at home uh 96 102 l to the hawks on the road you know like they've lost all these games by double digits i like the lakers today quite honestly bronze here to suit up they've lost three straight you know they're going to come into this with a a large sense of urgency and want to get the job done here today. Um, and the magic again, they'll show up randomly. Uh, but for the most part, this is a team that's going to really very much struggle against any team. You could say it's them or the thunder for the worst team in the league right now. And the thunder are historically bad right now. I don't think they've won a game in a month. So, uh, I really do like the Lakers minus 10 and a half today. It's, again, when I'm betting large spreads, I want it to be, in a spot where that team is very, very motivated. I don't want to bet a large spread with a team that's been hooping for, you know, they've won eight straight. Like, cause, cause, and, and again, they can cover in that, but you don't necessarily expect, especially when you have a really good team against a bad team, if they've been cooking, you don't expect them to come with this crazy focus. Whereas with the Lakers, off of three straight losses, kind of knowing where they're at in the season, they know it's go time. I expect the Lakers to give their best performance here today. 
Next game, Spurs and Wizards. Uh, Russ is questionable. I think that's why you're seeing this at four. I think if Russ shoots up, it's closer to two uh, or one. I'm staying away here. The Spurs have been a super inconsistent team for me right now. Uh, not not for me. They've been a super inconsistent team in general. So I never really know which Spurs team I'm going to get. Um, and I don't really want to – I'm not interested in playing that game right now. There are a million games here today. Trying to figure out if we're going to get good Spurs or bad Spurs is not – a game that I'm here for. And the Wizards have won eight straight. It's not like you're getting, you know, a, a poor team. So for the war, for the Spurs to be four-point favorites on the road against a team that's this hot, I'll pass. I, I think the Wizards have the value here. But at the same time, um, I, I think if Russell's out and the, the Spurs are playing, you know, in, in 85, 90% of their capabilities, they could very easily win this by four. And, I mean, you see it. Warriors are in a one-possession game, you know, down the wire and win by four. You know, we've seen times where you, when you get close to the pick em, anywhere from pick em to four, like, you're in danger of if things play out wrong towards the end and you got to play the foul game of losing a spread you probably should have had. Um, so I'm, I'm off this game. I'm off this game. The next game, a game that I do uh, definitely like and have locked in is the Hawks minus four, the four and a half. Um, they're headed into Detroit, and again, we'll play this game with the Pistons. You got to pick your spots carefully with the Pistons because the Pistons, again, are are probably I can't think of a team besides the Thunder, maybe that that or Magic right now that you know betters are going to look to bet against more than the Pistons because they're just not sexy at all. Their best players are Mason Plumlee and Jeremy Grant, and even then, those two sit a decent amount. Um, but it's it's the power of Dwayne Casey. It's the power of the team. It's the power of, you know, everyone really knowing their role, playing within their role, and all together as a whole, when everyone plays within their role, doesn't try to do too much, you're going to hang in some games. Um, and that's what you're seeing with the with the Pistons. Jeremy Grant should be good to go today. Josh Jackson's questionable. Dennis Smith Jr. is out. On the Hawks side, Chris Dunn is actually probable today. Tony Snell is out, and Trey Young's been out. Uh, but the Hawks have lost. The Hawks lost Trey Young in New York and haven't lost since. And Nate McMillan has just done an unbelievable, unbelievable job with this Atlanta team. Uh, you could just see it. you you see it with the way beat writers are reporting. You see the way the, the the players are talking about him. He's done a great job of unifying this team. Whereas before it was almost like Cam was trying to show who he was. You know, Kevin can't like everyone was kind of trying to show who they were as opposed to you know okay. Let's just everyone come together and do what we do best to try and make ourselves the best basketball team. And that's what you're seeing. They go in at home missing Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and beat the Bucks, who have been streaking and playing really well. So for me, I know this Pistons team, they play really well as a dog. They've covered so they've covered time after time as a huge dog in situations like this. I know they're at home, but the Hawks are a much better team. They're playing really, really good basketball right now. Um and if the it's a back to back, it's all of that. I'm not scared of it. Give me the Hawks playing really, even without Trey, some of their best basketball of the year. Even without DeAndre Hunter, some of their best basketball of the year. Uh, you just got to hope you're not going to get a late minute scratch from Clint because it is a back to back. He's been banged up, uh, and also without Cam Reddish. But uh, I see. I really think the Hawks win this by by five plus the vast vast majority of the time. All right, next game I have got – wow, Larry Nance just diagnosed with a fractured thumb. All right, next game I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Sixers. 
Uh, not going to spend too much time on this, but I like the the Sixers here today. Ben Simmons may finally suit up. He's had some mystery illness that I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, hasn't been rep- like he's had this illness, but no one's really said, oh, he's got the flu. Oh, he's got this. And he's been out for damn near a week. So it, it can't be good. I doubt he's just like fully himself. Regardless, they shouldn't really even need him to beat the Thunder by double digits tonight. Still, though, 12 and a half. I look at it. I Again, I actually do like this spot for the Sixers here, but it's not something I'm rushing to bet. Um, all right, next game. I haven't liked to play like this in, in quite some time. I, I like the Suns here minus one today. Um, and I think this is – they're two, two and a half in some spots. And I think this is one of these right here where, you know, if you were just going by straight stats, like if you didn't fully know the NBA, if you didn't fully know, you know, everything you'd look, you'd go, okay, the Knicks, let me see. They've won eight straight games. They're killing teams. And in those eight, they've won against a hot Memphis team, uh, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Hawks, one of the hotter teams in the Hawks, uh, the Raptors at full strength. Like you're looking at – that's an impressive streak. And you're looking at the Suns, uh, and they've lost their last two in a row. They've lost three of their last five. And, you know, you could look at that and say, okay, let me ride the hot hand. And and there's some merit to riding the hot hand here, but – uh, for me, the Suns are just a, a much better basketball team. And 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 on top of that, you're getting the Suns as a much better basketball team. Uh, but you're also getting a team that's really, really good after losses. And they've already lost two in a row. I don't know if this Suns team, you might have to fact, fact check me. No, I'll, I'll fact check myself. Yeah, this season started in December. Okay, the season started in, in late de- December. It just started... December 23rd, they've lost three games in a row once. And even in that, in that sense, in that three game, uh, which was in January, late January, they were without Devin Booker. So they haven't lost three games in a row at full strength. And that doesn't automatically mean that they win this, but you're getting them as a better team in a situation where you know they're going to be motivated Give me the Suns minus one. And, and again, we don't need to cover two, three, four. It's one. It's it's now it's two, I guess. I'd hit this up to two, maybe even two and a half. Um, I, the, the Suns are going to get the job done today. I, they still have the two best players on the floor. You Maybe you can make an argument Randall's better than – no, I'm still going with Paul and Booker over Randall, despite how great Randall's been this year. Uh, they got the two best players on the floor. They're off of two straight losses. This is a game that's definitely means they're they're in. They push for the one seed because you get the one seed, um, you get to most likely avoid the Clippers. You get to most likely avoid the the Jazz, and yeah, you'll probably get the Lakers. Which uh, either way, one seed is a big accomplishment. It's something you see even like you've seen in the past. Teams want the one seed. It's a cool thing to put on your resume. So um, they've made it clear they want that one seed. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I mean, they have both had issues a little bit early on in the year health-wise, but um, they haven't sat a game in months. Like, just for rest reasons, they haven't sat a game in months. And, and that, you know, Chris Paul was a guy coming into the year, you know, he's like 36. Like, that's a rest candidate to a T, hasn't done it. So you you see how much, again, with these guys, with these vets, how much they really put stock into having a having these battles out in the regular season. Give me the Suns. They're a better team than the Knicks. 
Yes, they've lost two straight, but you look the these two straight losses, man. Like they're against the Brooklyn Nets with KD. That's not a bad L on the road. And it was a, at Boston in a back-to-back. So uh, just before that, they beat Philly in Philly. Just before that, they beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. These last two losses don't change anything. It's basketball. It's a rhythm sport. Sometimes you have it. Sometimes you don't. And they, they've taken two tough L's. But they should bounce back tonight against the Knicks. So um, I took a minus one. I'd take them up to two and a half. Um, and really feel confident about the Suns getting the job done here tonight. All right, next game we got the Cavs and Raptors. Um, look, the the Raptors, they're they've been this weird team, right? They've been really, really bad for majority of the year. Had to deal with a ton of bullshit. Siakam's been out, Kyle Lowry's been out, Fred VanVleet's been out, OG's been out, everyone's been out. Boucher's been the really the only one that's been there consistently. They trade Norman Powell, get Gary Trent. Okay. They're all back right now. They're all back, and, and you've seen now two games with them. You've had one game where they beat uh, where they beat the Nets at home. Nets were on a back-to-back without KD. Then they go into New York primetime Saturday game, and they get waxed by the red-hot Knicks in a game that, you know, honestly, if you look at fully healthy Raps, fully healthy Knicks, the Raptors are, quote, more talented. Um, but it just goes to show you when you don't have your group of guys for the whole year, it it can be very difficult for you. So um, for me right now, I get why it's 11. Colin Sexton's out for the Cavs. Larry Nance is out for the Cavs. It's a back-to-back for the Cavs. Um, but I can't lay that. I, I just can't lay that. They haven't – this group hasn't accomplished much of late for me to be like, okay, I'm comfortable laying 11. Um, but I can, also can't hit the Cavs because with the Cavs, yes, it's a back-to-back. Um, and, yes, they're without Sexton. But 11 is not like uh, – something they couldn't cover the issue here with the Cavs is look they're not going to look like an 11 point dog for a lot of this game like you'll you'll look at it they'll be putting up points and like okay like it's not that bad but the issue with the Cavs is with a young inconsistent team like this it's little stretches so they'll be fine for five six minutes and then there'll be a two three minute stretch where boom 10 12 0 run and it's hard when you're trying to stay in these games when you have that pop up you know like you can be looking good from you saw it last night they were beating the wizards heading into the fourth and they lose by seven or eight like it's just these stretches that they can't seem to stem the tide where other teams you know they have guys that are professional like all right you can clearly feel they have the momentum shots are becoming tougher for us they they're getting good looks who can we go to that can just go get us a bucket Cavs don't really necessarily have that, and they still don't. You can you can manufacture ways to slow down momentum and, and turn things around. The Cavs are not good at doing that. So, um, I uh, yeah, it's just a full stay away game. This next one's a full stay away game for me here too. Bulls and Heat just matched up on Saturday, um, and Miami came out blazing out the gates because they came off an embarrassing loss where it's just like, how in the hell do you lose this game? It doesn't make sense that you lose this game. Like Eric Spolstra was befuddled. And so I really like the Heat to come out. And you saw it. They came out. Boom. Hit the Bulls in the mouth. We're up like 20 at half. And then the Bulls chipped away second half. Chip, 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 chip. Got it down and ended up losing by five. So for me, um, the Heat are definitely better. But this line is six for that very reason. Um, if the Heat play their best game and the Bulls play their best game, I mean, I guess actually if that were the case, it, it honestly would probably be right around six. So for me, I, I think this line is fair. Uh, Bulls definitely struggling without Levine. 
randomly put it together and sometimes um i don't know i i this this isn't a spot that really points to this bulls team coming out in any way um really that strongly so i'm off this the heat have been super inconsistent i can't be betting on them either so all right next game jazz and t-wolves uh jazz going into minnesota after taking a home l to them last game that's a spot that sets up very very well for the jazz but on the other end of it it's 10 again and again we're not betting teams just based purely off of of narratives we need the number to match up with that as well and and we can't like if we're getting jazz minus six or seven on the road sure um but not at 10 and uh you know this jazz team came out this year early in the year we're dominant it was one of the more dominant like milwaukee bucks level of the last two years dominant we're just killing teams they won like i i i want to say they won like 10 in a row by double digits i'm not even joking i i don't have the don't quote me on that uh but there's a very good chance that they won double digit games in a row or eight or nine or something like that by double digits regardless this isn't that team that we saw early on and and it isn't because of donovan but even without donovan earlier in the year they were doing it at times and so uh when this jazz team comes ready and good to go they can blow most teams out but i will say this timberwolves team is playing a lot better basketball than they were earlier in the year. Um, you saw, you know, really post All Star break, Chris Finch has done a good, really a good job of, uh, and I think part of it is the continuity, right? You've seen a lot of teams rest guys, uh, especially rebuilding teams. I think they really want to see what they have, and so even D'Lo coming back from an injury has not rested back to backs. Ricky Rubio has not rested back to backs. Where in a lot of other situations, I think they would. I think the Timberwolves really, really do want to see what this group can do. Uh, and, and get the most data from this group so they can assess in the this offseason. All right, what do we need to do? Um, and, and this group right now, because of, just because of that, I think there's been some peace of mind with Cat and, and all these guys where it's just like, all right, let's just go hoop. We haven't been healthy in so long. Like, let's just go hoop. Forget about everything that's happened. And you've seen it as a result. They're playing much, much better as a group. They still have nights where they're really inconsistent and get blown out against better teams. But, I mean, that happens in the league. If you face a good team who comes in locked in and ready to go it's going to be tough but you've seen it they go into sacramento they win one game they were actually winning by 17 i believe with three minutes left lose to the kings um and then take that fuel and go into utah and that was not a fluke they're defending they i again i don't know if they're going to defend as great as they did in utah that one night that was an amazing defensive performance jazz also missed some shots they usually make but as a whole that was a great defensive performance from the timberwolves I don't know if we see that again, but this team is trending up and playing really their best basketball of the year. So um, at ten, I'm I'm out uh, on either side. But I, I I and I think again, this is another reason to stay away. I, I can see that really valid arguments on both ends. But for me, uh, if you're looking purely basketball court, I, I think the Timberwolves have some slight value. I think eight and a half, nine. You can make an argument just. But but then you throw in the fact that the Jazz just lost an embarrassing game to them, and I think that's where for me I'm I'm staying off this. All right, next game the LA Clippers heading into New Orleans. Um, I've talked about it many times. New Orleans probably the most inconsistent team in the league. There's been a lot of inconsistent teams this year, just because I think you know the way this year has played out. But uh, New Orleans is right up there with 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 any of them as as being just 
some nights looking great, some nights looking terrible. And, and within games, just even within a game, looking great for a stretch of a game and terrible for another stretch. It's it's frustrating, but you look at the team and, the, and their best players are Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, who are combined probably like average 22 years old, 23 years old. So it, it makes sense. Um, on the other end, you have the Clippers who are uh, not fully healthy, but they do have a good core in place right now. Um, Paul George should be good to go right now. Only ones on the, on the injury report. Rajon Rondo is questionable. Luke Kennard's out. And I believe Kawhi, no, I, I know for a fact Kawhi Leonard is not playing. The issue with the Clippers for me and hitting them right now is this team has been uh, of all the teams this year, been just notoriously known for late scratches. Like not like the, the injury reporting people on the Clippers side don't give a, a shit. We've seen it all year long. Uh, guys not be on the injury report all day and then right before tip rest out whether it's pa- headache out like Paul George Marcus Moore I-, I could easily see Paul George right before the game being ruled out so with this you really got to make sure that everyone's suiting up if everyone is suiting up besides all the before mentioned Rajon Rondo Kennard and Kawhi I like the Clippers uh only needing to cover two pelicans haven't played in quite some time uh so they've had some rest and some time to recharge but uh regardless i the, the clippers are a much better team even on the road even without Kawhi leonard they're really coming to form and you're seeing it uh, unlike some of these other teams when guys go down the clippers have really done a good job of stepping up in certain guys uh really playing better in in larger roles without other guys you've seen it with zoo you've seen it with marcus morris you've seen it with canard you've seen it with terrence mann uh, and Paul George is playing. Honestly, you could you could make the case his best basketball in his career. It's it's that it's right now or uh, you know OKC Thunder second year Paul George. Um, I like the I like the Clippers today, but let's wait till we really we really know that everyone's suiting up. All right, last two games of the day: Grizzlies and Nuggets. Um, Grizzlies are just they're they're. If you haven't already watched, make sure to sit down. I know it sounds crazy sitting down and watching a Memphis Grizzlies game, uh, but this team is really really fun. They play super hard. You never have to worry about how hard they're playing. They play together. Everyone knows the rules. It's really all the word, the buzzwords, the keywords you hear me say about any fun young team um, or team that's overachieving. They they get the most out of this group, and you just saw it again. It was crazy because the Blazers are like. They're in a tailspin. You would expect the effort level and you know playing hard to not be an issue with them. But the Grizzlies beat them to every loose ball. They were more locked in on defense. Uh, you just saw, like, literally, DeAnthony Melton, Brandon Clark, they were all getting the balls off of the off of rebounds, off of shots that, like, they, they were clearly just outworking the Blazers. So every single – and that's a – tough spot too right that you just played the blazers beat them by one you come in the next night and it's like almost like okay we're out at the crib like the blazers should in all my years of not that big in in the grand scheme of things but in all my years recently of watching that's a spot where the blazers normally went and they didn't and i think that just goes to show you where this grizzlies team is how hard they're fighting they know, right? They they absolutely understand the importance of every single one of these games and the difference between them just needing having two shots to get in with being a seven eight seed um, versus having to win two games as an eight as a nine ten seed. And you're seeing it every single night. Uh, some guys, you know, have some irrational confidence. Dylan breaks, sure he takes some shots that he probably shouldn't. 
but this team as a group is vibing. Whereas the the Nuggets, they've done when Jokic is your main uh, source of offense, uh, you're going to be okay. You you can put. I'm not saying you could just put four scrubs around Yoke and be good, but when Jokic when Jokic is your quarterback on the offensive end, you're generally going to get good shots and be able to hang in with in some of these games, but they're banged up, man. Jamal Murray goes down, Monty Morris is still out, and then Will Barton's out. So you're generally closing with a lineup of, you know, Jokic, PJ Dozier, Fasundo Campazzo, uh, Paul Millsap, Michael Porter Jr., or Jamichael Green, Michael Porter Jr. It's it's not this is not a full strength Nuggets team, and they're still playing well and fighting through all of it. And sorry, I missed Aaron Gordon uh, over Paul Millsap, but uh, I, I think you I think you can make an argument that the Grizzlies should be three point to two and a half point. I mean, you, these two teams matched up, and again, the Nuggets had Will Barton back then, but when they matched up last week. Uh, the Nuggets closed as a seven point fa- seven and a half point favorite, and they had Barton. Barton's not worth three and a half points. So the the books have slightly adjusted to this Memphis Grizzlies team, but regardless, I don't know if it's enough. I mean, these two teams really just battled in overtime. But again, you go back to you know with these shorter spreads, anything can happen towards the end of the game. I don't want to lose because my team was down four with ten seconds left and decided to foul and then missed a. Um, Missed a three or a shot. So um, I like Grizzlies today. Not locking it in, but I do. Last game, Kings, Mavs. Kings look surprisingly really, really solid uh, without De- Not even necessarily surprising. Ball just moved more. Uh, you could tell, and, and it happens, right? It happens a lot of times. Think things can go two two different ways when you have a guy miss uh, a key guy miss time. You can look like shit and not adjust, or you can have everyone realize. I got to step up and that mean in terms of usage and it almost frees their mind because they know they're expected to take these shots. They know, you know, they know more shots are coming that way, their way, and they can kind of mentally prepare for that. And you saw Tyrese played like a Tyrese Halliburton is such a baller. And you saw it last night, just no fear running the show, taking the responsibility as a lead ball handler, uh, in a game which the Warriors really needed, and they pushed the Warriors to the brink. Very easily could have won that game. Uh, Luka is questionable. Kristaps is questionable. So there's a lot up in the air here. I can't really pick a side. Um, but for me, I'm going to uh, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away. A lot up in the air here. Um, and if 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 Luka's ruled out, then we can look at the Kings here. But um, I'm just, I'm not sure. I don't have a good read on on what his issue is today. But that about does it. That wraps up the slate, guys. We got a absolutely loaded slate here today. Uh, to recap, I've locked Suns minus one, and I feel really, really damn good about that. Again, I know the Knicks have won eight straight, but the, the streak has to come to the to an end at a certain point. And uh, I think it makes sense that it comes to an end against a better Suns team who has lost two straight um, and, and really is going to come focus tonight. Uh, I got the Hawks locked in at minus four. Heading into Detroit, which is again notoriously has has hung in there, but the Hawks are playing really good basketball. They're in the midst of a playoff push. Um, I like them only needing to cover a shortish number at four, um, and then I really like the Lakers minus ten here today. I, I think uh, this is. I know this is a Magic team that has gotten blown out by multiple teams uh, by double digits at home, on the road, whatever it may be. The Lakers are hungry. 
they should come with some energy tonight um, and, and again, are just a better team. So I like the Lakers um, to get minus 10 done here today despite it being a really big spread haven't locked it in i've locked those two in before the hawks and suns but definitely taking a good hard look at at the lakers here today i appreciate you all for tuning in again we're going to be very consistently uh churning these podcast podcasts out uh before the day but also be on the lookout i've got a podcast on the other channel if you haven't followed or subscribed yet appreciate uh if you did at malaga drive hoops just normal malaga drive hoops uh, where we, me and Tyler are going to be breaking down some really fun, promising young players in the Eastern Conference, both from a fantasy perspective and real-life perspective. And then I got a um, a podcast coming out with Sarge where we're just looking into uh, just the playoff picture and how we're seeing things play out with, really, we've got more contenders, I feel like, this year. More teams in the mix than ever before uh, in recent years. So appreciate you all. I love you all have a great, let's get off to a great start this week. Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.